Welcome to the $100 MBA show, the place to be to build the business you want every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today's episode is a very special, a very unique episode, a first of its kind. Today's episode is a different format. I sat down with Katie Sweat, the group product manager over at Weebly, to find out how exactly do you build an online store. Let me back up a little bit and give you some context. Most people, when they think of online business, they think of e-commerce. They think of an online store. And often they have a product idea, something that they created, and they want to put it out there in the world. They want to sell it online. But many of us just stop right there. We stop at the idea phase. And we never actually implement because we don't really know exactly what to do. This is a topic that I've been wanting to tackle for some time. And luckily, Weebly, one of our sponsors, approached us and asked us, hey, we would love to collaborate to help your listeners know exactly how to build an online store. So full disclosure, Weebly is a sponsor of The $100 MBA Show. But when they approached me with this concept, I said, hey, this is great, but we need to make sure it's all value. So this is not going to be a pitch fest by any means. Katie Sweat from Weebly has a ton of experience helping customers build their online stores. And I got to pick her brain and ask the questions I know you have in your head. So we keep it real. We keep it tactical. We keep it down to business. But of course, if you do want to jump in and get started with Weebly, we do have a exclusive discount, 15% off. Just go to Weebly.com slash MBA. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com slash MBA. I'll mention this discount again at the end of the episode. But we have a lot for you today to make sure you know exactly how to start your online store. So let's jump into that conversation with Katie Sweat right now. Hey, everybody. Today, we got a very special episode, like I mentioned. We have Katie Sweat, Weebly's group product manager, to show us exactly how to start an online store. I thought it was going to be a great idea to get somebody who's been in the trenches, that has helped customers in the past so many times. So it's great to have you, Katie. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Great. Um, I know that a lot of people, when they think about starting an online business, they think about you know, starting an online store. I know that was the first thing I thought of when I started. And one of my first online businesses was an online store, an e-commerce store. So when it comes to thinking about all this, how do you know you're ready to sell online? Yeah, I think I think for most of our customers, it usually starts with an idea um, that they have based on a skill or a passion that they've developed over years, and they want to get that out into the world. And so we actually see most of our customers start offline, going to those farmers markets or craft fairs, and kind of getting feedback from real people in the world. I love that. I know for myself, you know, when I started my online store, I was selling offline as well at the start. I was going to conventions and trade shows, and then I was like, I need to scale this thing somehow. So uh, an online store is a great next step. So absolutely. Thing, you know, speaking about steps, what is the first step when it comes to starting an online store? Do I need to choose a domain name? What's your best advice when it comes to that? I think people get a little caught up with the domain name piece. Um, it's not really that important when you're getting started. Um, so I, I think you know the first thing you want to do is really establish what do you want to sell online and make that offering really simple. And so make sure it's validated kind of offline with those people you are meeting at craft fairs and farmers markets and kind of spend a lot of time and energy investing in that one product and how you're kind of displaying it to the world. And that's much more important than the domain name, which you can change at any point 
in the future. Um, so even a lot of website builders and e-commerce uh, stores out there actually let you just get a free subdomain. So um, you can get up and running really quickly and start sending it around to friends and family to get feedback. Thank you so much for mentioning how important idea validation is because yeah, we talk about this all the time on the show in our, in our courses and things like that because if you don't have something that people actually want to buy, you're going to be in big trouble. So idea validation is so important. So thanks so much for mentioning that. Um, let's talk about some of the tips when it comes to design. You know, design is important. You know, the way you look, the way you display yourself is important. What are some tips that you can give us when it comes to designing your store? How could you do that? Yeah, I think, you know, the homepage of your website is really your first impression. Um, And in the tech industry, we kind of call it above the fold, right? So what you see before you start scrolling. And so you want to make sure that that above the fold, kind of before you start scrolling experience is really simple to the point. And so there's a few things that you can do to really make that first impression gold. Um, One is to have kind of a very simple headline and CTA. So uh, you want to explain what your product does and kind of how emotionally it makes people feel in a really succinct way. A lot of people try to cram a lot of text up there. Um, and what we what we know from research is that no one really reads more than a couple words up there and they start looking at pictures. Mm. So that kind of brings me into the next piece, which is to have a really kind of beautiful, immersive photo that feels true to who you're, who you are as a brand. I think a lot of people try to just go grab any stock stock photo, but it doesn't necessarily feel authentic to that small business. So I think investing in kind of a good photo that you can put up there that speaks really authentically to the product that you're selling, but also kind of sells that vision that your, your store is hoping to bring to people's lives. That's so good. I mean, I, I, I know the importance of photos, especially like you don't have to have tons of photos, but as long as the ones you have are, are authentic, like you mentioned, I love that. Um, and I know that Weebly is also great for collecting email addresses as well, opt-ins. I remember I completely neglected this in my first couple of years online and completely regret it because you, you miss out on so many opportunities to build relationships with potential customers. Um, yeah, so let's talk about products. You know, this is kind of what everybody thinks about when they talk about like starting starting to sell things online. How do I add products to my store? You know, what if I have multiple colors or sizes of the same product? Absolutely. Yeah. Most most solutions make it pretty easy these days to add products to your online store. I think when you look though at, you know, the number of products that you're selling, that will help you kind of determine if you should use variants, which are, you know, colors as a drop down um, and sizes as a drop down, or if you should really kind of highlight the different colors as their own products. So, you know, if you looked at a company that only had three products, they probably would make three individual products on their storefront to make you know feel a little bit more full as a store. Um, but if you had a thousand products in your storefront, you'd probably start to make some of those variants, um, small, medium, large colors kind of hidden underneath the larger groupings. So I would say understand kind of how many products you're selling and are intending to sell and start to think about how you can group those in ways that someone that's visiting your site will find what they want to find, but also be able to kind of experience all that you have to offer. Now, earlier you mentioned photography and how important photography is for your website. Uh, Obviously, this is is important for your products as well. So what are some things you can kind of highlight or things that are important when it comes to my product images? I would say the first thing would be to make sure you have really clear, high-quality photos um, at multiple angles. So 
you know, you want to have large photos, you can always compress them down to be smaller to load on mobile devices or something else, but you really can't make those photos bigger. So use the best camera that you have access to or some a friend of yours has access to to get those photos. Uh, we often see people starting out with their iPhone, which works, especially with, you know, the, the newer iPhones coming out have really, really great cameras. Um, but if you can borrow that, you know, DSLR camera from a friend, it's always a good starting point. Yeah, that's some really good advice. I remember one of the things I learned really quickly is that, you know, um, the phone, like your phone camera is actually really good, especially if you have great lighting, even if it's just daylight. Um, and it really makes a big difference in terms of the way the photo comes out. Um, I, I want to talk about a little bit about what a lot of people are thinking about right now. And it's money. You know, the, the reason why they're starting a business is to make money. And so let's talk about how do you actually get the money that you charge your customers? How does that done with my online store? Yeah, so your online store has kind of a payment processor that you can use. And there's there's different choices that you can make for which payment processor. Normally, it's a combination of a transaction fee and kind of the timing that those funds are actually distributed into your bank account. So basically, the customer that's buying from your store, you know, puts their credit card down, the payment processor collects that payment. And then after, you know, a certain number of days, usually two to seven, uh, those funds will be transferred into your bank account um, for you to have. And usually you consider a few things when trying to decide on a payment processor. Uh, one is which is the fastest, so fastest for you to get those funds back into your account. Uh, second, what is the cheapest? So looking at those transaction fees, it might not be important upfront when you're first starting, but kind of as you scale, that can become pretty substantial. Uh, and the third would be, you know, what countries do they serve? And so really understanding if you're going international or domestic uh, can really help you choose one of those payment processors. Awesome. So we got our store together. We've we've really designed a great store. We got our products up there. We know how to collect money from our customers. You know, they're buying our products. How do we get our products to them now? You know, let's talk about shipping. You know, this is something that was really intimidating for me when I got started with my online store back in the day. What are some of the options I have when it comes to shipping my products to my customers? Yeah, I th shipping is so important and usually an afterthought for someone that's kind of starting an online business because it's a good problem to have, right? You have someone that bought your product and now you're trying to get it in their hands. Um, so I think there are some tools out there. Weebly's partnered with a company called Shippo and they've made it super easy for you to integrate uh, all of the shipping uh options that one would need right into the platform and they give you discounts actually on the labels that you're you're buying which kind of similar to the payment processors can really add up over time when you get those discounts so i think there's a couple things two main ones to think about with shipping one is packaging which people often forget about um, and how do you kind of make that box that you put your product in and kind of the container, something that's special for your customer to open and also affordable for you to produce at scale. Um, and then the second is how can you create a, some sort of offering that your customers, when they're checking out, actually are encouraged to buy your product because the shipping isn't too high. It's often hard for customers that are small to um, compete with the Amazons of the world. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned Amazon because I wanted to ask kind of a tough question uh, I know a lot of people think about this when they start an online store. Um, there's all these, you know, big marketplaces like Amazon that they can sell their sell, you know, their stuff on, their products on. Why not just sell on Amazon? Why should I start my own online store and design it and all that kind of stuff? What's the advantage of doing that? 
Well, I, I don't, I'm not anti Amazon or big marketplaces. I think they can be a really good place to get started and to kind of prove out some demand. I mean, they have millions of people visiting those sites and it definitely can help you get a large customer base um, right from the beginning. What we do see is normally after, you know, a year or so, the the merchants or the store owners really want to control that brand more and they want to have the relationship with the customer that they are building this product for. And the marketplaces really don't allow for you to kind of have that personal relationship with your customers. And so one, you know, you lose a good percentage of your kind of margin. And two, you know, you really don't get to connect with that customer at the end of the day and help them understand how to either use your product better or kind of sell more to them as you increase your product line. So most people tend trying to try to open up their own store and kind of make sure that their brand story is brought out in that store and allow them to keep relationships with those customers, which is really important at the end of the day. Yeah, that's super key. And I, I mentioned this in the past in a, in, a, in a few episodes actually ago about how you know your, your website, when you have an online business, is your asset. Really, you know, and a lot of people don't understand there's a huge business behind people buying and selling uh, online businesses. And, and part of that package is your website. And that's part of the asset that you're selling. So if one t- day down the line you want to sell your business or you want to change your business or something like that, you know, having a website is going to be uh, a huge piece of value, piece of real estate that uh, will be incorporated in selling your actual business. So um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, you mentioned that. So Let's let's talk about marketing. You know, one of the things that people really hate is being ignored. You know, when they get started, they're they're unknown. They want to get new customers. What kind of things that what kind of things that you could do to start getting some new customers, getting discovered by people that have never heard of you? Yeah, it's the first thing we hear from every customer that publishes a website, right, is what's next? How do people find me? And so it's less that they're being ignored. And I think more that, you know, no one knows they exist. Um, And so I think that is where some of the marketplaces kind of get their power at the beginning, which is you can, you can exist there. Um, You can exist on Etsy. Um, But like Etsy can change their algorithms any day and you're less and less kind of valuable. So marketing for your own store is is really important. And I think you touched on it at the beginning, which is collecting those email addresses. I like I like to liken it to, you know, if you owned a brick and mortar store and you didn't say hello to someone that came into your store, it would be really rude. Um, if someone comes to your own online store, you want to say hello to them and you want to let them you know, sign up in some way to find out more if they're interested too. So that can really pay dividends down the road. Um, so putting some sort of lead capture with an incentive that says you know 10% off for your first purchase right at the front door can really help you convert customers, not just that day, but you know, over the course of three, four years, because you'll have that person's email address and you can you can really let them know when new things come out. And it takes a couple of brand touch points for someone to actually convert to be a customer, especially in this world of you know advertising and brands are everywhere. Um, so getting one of those lead capture forms early and allowing you to kind of collect those customers that could be interested in hearing from you is really, I think, the first step. I love that because I, I'm a big believer in email marketing. I think it trumps social media. Um, a, you know, a million times because with email you have to deal with it. Like you have to either read it, archive it, do something with it. You can't just ignore your email. Uh, I think now more than ever, our inbox has become sacred. So if you have access to somebody's inbox, it's a huge deal. So I, I love the fact that you guys are big on email marketing. Um, 
so you you got some customers now, but you know it's I feel like it's even more important to keep the customers you have or have repeat customers get the customers that have already bought from you that you've already worked so hard to get to buy again so how can i get repeat customers with my online store absolutely i think i think on average it costs a company uh, six times more to acquire a new customer than it does to lose that customer in the first place um and so Trying to keep the customers you have, keep them happy, uh, is is really something that is in your best interest from a business perspective, and also really brings you a lot of joy to see that person that bought with you, you know, in year one buying again every quarter or every year. Um, so one of the tools that we like to kind of talk about at Weebly is personalization, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of marketing is letting you make you know the emails that you're sending out or even the ads that you're kind of pushing out there much more personal, right? So. Setting up some things that really work for you without you having to do the work, which we call automations, email automations, um, where you can send your customers a happy birthday email, or you can identify a certain segment of your customers that are VIP, so maybe they are the top 30% of purchasers, and send them some sort of incentive for or thanking them for being a part of your kind of brand's family. Uh, those are a lot of the things we see working really, really well, is leveraging this, you know, we know who our customers are concept um, by bringing in these personalized marketing tools into our platform and making them really, really easy for you to just turn on and let work for you. That's some pretty, uh, you know, nifty tools there. I, I love the fact that you can like segment and, and really filter for those you want to really target. I love that. Um, so we know that it's more than just the products, you know, it, we buy for more than just the products we buy because of the experience. I mean, think about anything I bought online in the past, whether it's from, you know, apple.com or from Zappos, really, we love to have a great experience. And a lot of that experience is customer support. So when it comes to starting your online store, you know, I know customer support is so important. Are there any tips that you can give us? You can kind of shed some light on when it comes to, you know, having great customer support for my store. Yeah, there's there's a lot of tools out there that can help you do this in a way that you know never used to be uh, something that existed. So historically, there was a contact form on your website, which is which is definitely a good thing to still have, kind of to catch anyone that is on your site that needs help. But you know, having some sort of widget on your on your website that allows someone that's struggling or has a question with sizing uh, to reach out to you and ask that question is really really something that we've found highly effective. So usually there's tools like Facebook Messenger or, you know, Weebly has a tool that's in our app center uh, called Simple Chat where you can integrate it on your website pretty easily. And then, you know, as soon as a customer has a question and types it in, it just comes in through your phone via, you know, a text or messenger kind of as an application. And so it gives you that freedom from your computer where, the, the merchant doesn't have to be sitting behind their computer all day just answering people's questions. But, you know, if someone does come to your store and they're about to make a really critical kind of purchasing decision and they can ask you, hey, is this small really a true small or is, is it does it run large? Mm. Um, you know, that can really help, the, especially at the beginning when you don't have a large number of product reviews, right? Like a, a Nike or some large brand that would have a, a good amount of is this true to size. It can help kind of alleviate some of those early questions that a customer might have. 
I love that because it really kind of simulates the real life experience of going into a physical store. You know, you would ask those questions when you're making a purchase, and that's those are really buying questions. And people are asking those questions; they're they're just looking for a reason to buy. They're re- finding out, you know, some more information so they can actually purchase the products they're looking at. So I love that. So we talked about a lot today. We you know, talked about design. We talked about how to you know get our products up and running and up on our store. We talked about photography. We talked about you know how to get our money and shipping and all sorted and all that stuff. You know, I, I know that some of the listeners that are listening today might be thinking, okay, wow, that's a lot of stuff. You know, how much time is this all going to take for me to open for business? It, it is a tricky question, um, and there's a lot of solutions out there that are kind of pitching the, you know, be a millionaire in 10 days type concept. Nine um, days, and, and, nine days, Katie, not 10. Sorry, nine days. <laughs> um, and so our, our priority is always to really help customers build real businesses that sell, you know, real products to real people. Um, and so I, I'm not a big fan of the nine day, uh, business plan, but I think, you know, it can be as fast or as slow as you really want, depending on how you invest in it. So it could be something where you say, let's put up a storefront, let's validate kind of this product and make sure we really, really have good product market fit before we expand this out and start doing a ton of paid acquisition. Or you could say, we're going to throw a couple thousand dollars in ads at this product and we're just going to go for it and swing for the fences. Um, You know, I think the tools are there for you to do either of those. Uh, My preference is always because most people have a full-time job and this starts out as a side hustle to, you know, get that product market fit, find the product uh, and the features that you kind of want to sell to your customers, start hearing what they have to say and adapt. Uh, the great thing about websites and online stores these days is that you can, you can change things whenever you want and buy yourself without having to have a developer or a designer come in. So, you know, Tricky question. You can get up and live in 10 minutes or it could be, you know, a couple months to a year process where you're really getting feedback and iterating and until you're ready to really kind of dive in. I think that's a solid, you know, piece of, you know, piece of advice that you're offering. One of the things I always mention is, you know, you should strive to have slow, steady growth because if you grow slowly, you know, at the start, you don't have that big of an audience. If you make a few mistakes, it's not super embarrassing. You know, you, you haven't like lost, you know, you know, thousands of customers. You know, if you blow up, uh, you know, with all these customers at the start and then you make a mistake or something goes wrong or you're, you know, you, you, you just don't deliver because you're just still learning the road somehow you know maybe your inventory is low or something like that you know it's good to kind of go slow so you can learn as you grow and then you can refine as you grow and as you build that customer base so i love i love that advice nailing that end-to-end experience you know that is going to impress your customers is really hard you know just from the time that they purchase and the emails that they receive from you all the way to the time that they open that box you want to get that right and you want to be kind of the brand that can nail that and that that doesn't come overnight right totally totally i love that so this is like the first time we've ever done a, uh, you know an episode like this. It's the first time we've actually had a, you know a, a sponsor that has supported our show in the past to come and bring on an expert and talk about a topic, you know. And just full disclosure, you know, I've I've used Weebly in the past. I still use Weebly for my own site. I think it's a great platform, but there's so many options out there. You know, how is Weebly different from other platforms? How will it help me be more successful? as an entrepreneur and bring success to my online store. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, we're, 
pleasantly surprised to hear that you use Weebly. Um, and we love the, we love to hear real stories of real people that are doing amazing things out in the world. So thank you. Um, I would say that the kind of the answer to why to use Weebly is that we try to solve our customers' problems, you know, in one integrated product. Um, and so a lot of services are, are platforms out there where they require you to go kind of use a lot of third parties. So third party website themes, third party checkouts. Um, and so we try to make Weebly the one stop shop for you where you can come in and you can get everything from a domain name to your hosting, to your website, to your email marketing to your ad campaigns to your uh, insights and with your data and by doing that it really allows someone to come in not only save a lot of money but save a lot of time trying to figure out how to integrate all these different pieces uh, together into one platform so we really try to offer kind of the one-stop shop where you can come and even recently we've launched a professional photography offering. So we're really trying to help those customers that come in the door kind of get over all of those hurdles as quickly and easily as they possibly can. That's awesome. I think that that kind of eases the whole challenge of starting that online store, of having all those uh, applications, all those utilities, all those services at their disposal when they get started. So it's kind of like, oh, I got no excuse. I got I just got to get started, get my site out there, get my products out there, even if I'm just starting with a few products. So, you know, I, I always talk about this, you know, those who have listened to the show, I mean, we're almost at a thousand episodes, actually, you know, this is episode, what, 993 or something. So, you know, I've been preaching this forever. And I love to hear it from somebody who's been in the trenches, working with people, building their stores. You know, just get started. And, and you know, there's so many great tools out there uh, with Weebly to kind of just get you, um, you know, up and running. So I love the fact that Weebly offers all these great applications that go along with it. So, Katie, thank you so much for being with us today. You've added incredible amount of value. Uh, it's been great to have you. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I just want to make a, a quick reminder for everybody. Um, if you want to get started right now with Weebly, you could save 15% off with your online store. Just go to Weebly.com slash MBA. That's Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com slash MBA. 15% off is pretty cool uh, to get started and when, you, when you get started with, uh, with Weebly. So you'll love it uh, when you get started. And I love Weebly's whole mantra of you know not just building a beautiful website, but building a successful business, you know, that's really your ultimate goal, you know, um, uh, building a, a beautiful website really doesn't pay the bills, you know, <laughs> what pays the bills is having people love your products and services and the whole experience. And, and I love that you guys make it your priority to make sure people are successful. What a fantastic episode with Katie Sweat from Weebly. Thanks again for all your insights, all your value. Like I promised, we made sure that we kept it valuable, we kept it tactical. And I hope the questions I asked really got you thinking and got you going to get started. It was also a fun episode for us because we've never done this type of format before. It's an experiment. All our other lessons will be lesson-based. But if you loved this format... If you want to see more of this, let me know. Email me at omar at 100mba.net. I'd love to hear your feedback. Okay, one last reminder. If you want to get started with Weebly and save 15% off, just go to weebly.com slash MBA. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash MBA. Thank you so much for listening to The $100 MBA Show. If you love this show, let us know in an iTunes rating and a review. We read every single review every single day. It lets us know what you love about the show. It lets us know what to focus on. 
And hey, it motivates me to keep publishing new episodes. That's it for me today, but before I go, I want to leave you with this. We covered a lot in today's episode. There's a lot to do when you open an online store. And in a lot of ways, it's not much different from opening a physical store. So my advice to you is break it down into to-do tasks. We talked about all the things from designing your website, from photography, from you know putting your product images up, from setting up your billing and your shipping and all that stuff, as well as your customer service. Put a deadline against every single task and get to work. Step by step, you're going to build your online store and you will open for business. But if you don't have the steps in front of you, if you don't have these deadlines you know, in front of you where you have to hit, then it's just going to be really nebulous and it's just going to be all in your head. Put yourself on task and get it done. Open that store and make it happen. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. Until then, take care.